1: Ah, welcome back, my dearest darlings. While you are no doubt feeling the acute agony of anticipation over what antics our audacious anti-heroes might get up to next, it is once again time for a look back down the tumultuous trail they have traveled thus far. Not so long ago, Scavinge, Riot's former flame and current leader of a group of dangerous scrappers duly named the Disasteroids, launched an attack on the Temple of the Hanged Man to capture Temple Devotee Effigy.
4: Really sucks to see you, Scavinge.
3: His determination is such that he's gotten all the way to... Effigy and he's gonna lean down and use his action to uh stabilize her. Sick.
0: So roll uh you just have to beat a ten on a medicine check. Alright.
3: Oh it's a seven. Oh my oh god. No. Yeah oh. And he's like, effigy. Effigy, come on, effigy.
1: As our crew held their own against Scavinge's scrappers, the battle was interrupted by the arrival of a dragon-sized hummingbird that seemed neither friend nor foe, but threatened to blow the crew and Disasteroids alike off the cliffside. The
0: trees are actually starting to groan as their massive branches are shaken by the approaching tempest and a near-deafening humming fills the temple. The source comes from above you and is intense. Smaller branches rip directly from the trees. They spin about you as you finally get a full look at it. Hovering there, A dragon-sized bird, a hummingbird specifically. The colorful patch on its neck, reflecting brilliantly even in the low light, and its overlong beak poking through the canopy as it stares down at you all. Its wings pump a furious blur, creating small, debris-filled cyclones as the wind shakes the forest itself in a furious throttle, and it advances and it starts to beat its wings rapidly, and the wind picks up heavily. The wind is now the most intense you've felt it since you've been in this area.
1: Ever one to manipulate a situation to her advantage, Riot sweet-talks Scavinge, who, is it possible, still seems a little sweet on our Riot after all these years. And as a result, he leaves Effigy alive, taking only the part of her that he came for.
4: You know, I hate to say it, but it's been a while since i've seen moves like that and it's been a while since i've seen your body move yeah i also think it's been too long since i've heard our metal clinging together
1: the oh, fuck? Oh celestine's just like looking at the ground <laughs> the shuffling <laughs> his feet very uncomfortably
0: roll me a persuasion check okay i think decep- deception 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 yeah I think either one whichever whichever you want to go for here
3: uh okay that's uh 17 So you're telling me that you're missing the action.
4: I don't feel alive when I'm doing all this good shit, you know? And not since, like, old times, how it used to just light me up. I told you that you'd never feel alive again when you left, but uh, I tell you what,
3: I'll take care of the situation, and then maybe we can talk.
0: He's going to shoot her foot off.
4: Oh. Oh, Fuck.
0: And with that high of a roll, he's certainly able to, but Riot, you get the sense that he was like, he was aiming to kill before, and whatever you just said to him, it seemed to get through.
1: The battle was interrupted once more, this time by the box itself. As time slowed, and for the first time since the shattering of the statue that contained it, the box sang to the crew again.
3: I'm not
1: All three of our capable combatants were offered a boon by the box, but young Celestine alone experienced a sort of spell, during which he learned things he should not know. Things about great beasts that appear when society nears the end of the collective journey and perhaps that this hummingbird is one such beast but even with the help offered by the box our friends were dealt their first real defeat as scavenge and his remaining disasteroids managed to escape with effigy's foot which was a family heirloom and no ordinary android part
0: A lot happens here all at once, and as you're all taking this in, you notice that as you look back, Scavenge is scrambling out the side of the temple and jumping into
3: the second owl. Damn it. God, I forgot how it felt to uh, barely make it out. Uh, Well, listen, baby, if you ever want to feel alive again, well, I guess I'd say you know where to find me, but you don't. So see ya on Piv. Jesus Christ, effigy, effigy. They got it, they got her foot. This is really bad, you guys.
1: As the mission turned to finding Scavenge and reclaiming Effigy's missing piece, a rat-fueled riot worked through the night to decipher the scrapper's cant on the map found in the ruins outside Aqua Catch.
0: You are going to take the whole night to do this regardless, but you crack it. I'll take the hit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, like, just as the sun is coming up, and Celestine and Crater, you guys are like starting to wake up and feel fully rested. Riot, you get it. Sick. You put the cipher in. And the code on the map reads Ancient, custom, or high tech organs. Ghost in Venera Vega, rat for funds if needed. Bring to the brakes. Woo!
1: The crew decided to trust Linger to examine the enigmatic box. Someone that handsome could never betray us. And Linger revealed to them that their box is in fact an awakened relic, the only one he's ever seen. Unexhausted Riot used her skills to crack the lock on the very same box and found it empty on the inside.
5: To my esteemed trustee,
1: it takes a key. Linger guided the crew out of the blink brush to take an unconscious effigy to a medical center in the nearest city. Along the way, the crew paused their progress to come to the aid of a drug-addicted disasteroid that was left behind by Scavinge. The abandoned android revealed that Scavinge had taken a shortcut back to Midmoss the fastest way possible. By teleportation circle.
0: Hey, do you guys like want to know my name? I mean, so like, I feel like. feel like we haven't introduced each other. I
1: mean, we've we've made it this far without knowing it. Is it really necessary? Yeah, it's, it's fine.
0: Hell, I'm Garbazine. Garbazine? Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Garbazine.
2: Right, so, uh, garbage.
1: Um... What? what? Can we call you what?
0: garbage? <laughs> no. Oh.
1: <laughs> Arriving in viridessia the crew parted ways with Linger to seek out the teleportation circle, which Garbazine believed would be hidden at one of the opulent city's lavish equinox parties. But not before they stopped for a well-earned brunch, where Crater shared a deep secret. I realized that I was
2: missing a part of me, and I... <sighs> I've been trying to find another explanation for this, but I don't see how this isn't related to your old friend's scavenge, their riot. Steam androids, it's a pretty common element called the limbic sensor, which is used to regulate your emotions and keep you calm, essentially. And that's that's what they took out of me for whatever reason and that's kind of what sent me
1: spiraling over the last two years. In pursuit of parties, Riot received intel through Pip about the various gatherings happening around the city.
3: So there was the Royal Solmazeta State, the Moth Museum, and the Luminous Opera House. So the museum is the one that gets broken into, quote-unquote, but everyone expects it. Uh, the Luminous Opera House hosts a performer that is kept secret, and then the Royal Solmazeta State is like the Equinox Party, the big one.
1: And naturally our crew attended each of them. Beginning with the Museum of Thurlash Faye. I think this is
2: a jump through a window scenario. After you, big boy. You know what? I didn't realize how much I needed to do this until this very moment. When I'm very excited. All of a sudden,
3: you start stampeding, and like people just make it out of the way in time, and you hit the window. And, like, for a second, you just sort of step back and, like, hold your head because it doesn't seem to have broken. And everyone's looking at you. And then this seam appears (laughs) and goes all the way up and then bursts into a million little cracks and goes all the way around the edge of the arched window. And then just fucking shatters into a billion
1: pieces (laughs) of Next, they made their way to the luminous opera house, where this year's secret performer turned out to be none other than the poignant poet, Sir Limp There they also encountered another celebrity, the famous children's entertainer, Teaspoon Equilibrette, who seemed surprisingly keen to have a word with Riot. Do
3: you think we could, like, go inside and, like, hang out together for a bit? Sure. Maybe do you think that we could work together someday?
4: The, uh, I'd love nothing more. I mean, I'm a big fan. I
3: love I love what you do. But, like, you know, not, not on kid stuff.
1: When they found that the unassuming teaspoon had discreetly provided them access to the swankiest of soirees, along with her own address. Our persistent party-goers assumed aliases and headed to the renowned Solmazate estate, the crew's last chance to locate the teleportation circle that would bring them closer to their quarry.
3: You now have in your possession a letter from Teaspoon. There is, like, another little notation that just, it just kind of says, like, really hope to see you there. But more noticeable than that are the three... Badges. Oh, my. That come falling out of the note that she gave me. God!
2: Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Knight E4. I'll play as black, so you go first. I can be lukewarm, as always, after you, Ms. Riot.
0: Uh-uh-uh. It's Vodka Cranton. Uh, well, I am Tina Wednesday.
1: The mingling skills of Crater Wayne were put to the test as he successfully schmoozed with some of the most intimidatingly affluent people on the fifth collide.
3: Gestures to somebody, and they turn and come on over.
2: God, I've got myself into such a mess here.
1: Meanwhile, Celestine shared an aside with Uncle Edict, who, thank the Arcana, did not expose our incognito attendees.
3: I would just like to believe that you have a little bit more trust from me now, and I hope you do contact me, because I will be working diligently on this.
1: And Riot had yet another cryptic encounter with a troubled teaspoon.
4: Uh, are you up to something here, or, or are you just... Do you need help or something? Up to something?
3: up to, aside from the many appearances that I have coming up in the next few months. For example, um, I will be at CGA, uh, which is very exciting. Um, I will be the award, handing the award over. Teaspoon. And,
4: um, yeah. yeah. Like, there's some energy going on here that I don't really think is conducive to having a good time. I just... Could, do you want to? Do you want to blink if you need my help for something? Well, blink twice. I, I do know how to blink, and I can do it twice.
3: But I—I I must assure you that there is nothing to be concerned about when it comes to me.
1: When Garbazine finally met back up with the crew, it was through a trapdoor, strangely invisible to the customarily keen-eyed riot.
3: There's a trapdoor. You found it it's I mean you know it's pretty well concealed but you noticed it and you pry it open riot meanwhile it appears to you as though Celestine has simply knelt upon the ground and lifted something invisible with his hands you see where there should be the trap door nothing Mm. you see a floor
1: interesting that's because like riot actually rolled better on perception than I did so this is something
3: riot rolled better on perception
1: yeah But the success of the task at hand was threatened as Crater wrapped his own hands around the shaft of an old ornamental axe and found himself overcome with unregulated emotion.
2: This hasn't happened to Crater in a very long time now. He would enter into a rage and then with this new axe in his hand, I think he just kind of goes berserk and smashes into the wall then pulls it back out and smashes the other side of the hallway. Kind of does that back and forth before he kind of just crumples into a fetal position and
1: is just kind of rocking Back and forth like hyperventilating on the on the ground. Oh my god. As the commotion began to draw unwanted attention, Celestine and Riot dragged a comatose crater out of sight. But before they could make a discreet departure, footsteps approached, and around the corner came a very frightened teaspoon equilibrette, who had a vested interest in seeing our gang make their getaway.
3: Well it's very important to me that you make it out of here. Why? Riot and she looks over her shoulder for a second and then looks back at you and she seems incredibly nervous and then finally steps forward and takes your hands in hers, leans over into your ear and says, They've got my true name. I need you. Oh, Jesus. Go! Okay, okay. Now you guys have to go, okay? If you don't get out of here, then that's truly my last hope. You have no idea how much... And she she sort of catches herself and composes
1: herself. With Crater Wayne recovering from his fearsome fugue state, Garbazine led our crew down through the tunnels deep beneath the bowels of the Solmazeta state where their progress was hindered by old fay hungry for our heroes truths and desirous of their dares
3: well there is
4: one thing
3: it's a fay's favorite activity
4: what what What's that? Truth or dare? Truth oh, or no, dare? no, no, no.
1: Truth no. or dare? Truth or dare? Oh my goodness, no. Jesus Christ. Proving himself a worthy guide for our gregarious gang, Garbazine finally delivered Crater, Riot, and Celestine not only to their destination, but also to a hidden cache of coins. And more.
0: The only thing that's in here, in fact, is, like I said... A huge pile of money, and then an even massiver pile of Riscotech, Risco brand chips.
1: But their escape through the teleportation circle was blocked by none other than the recently deposed Riscotech MC Harley Highstakes, hell-bent on revenge against all those she blamed for losing her position, including our crew.
4: Oh my god, uh, Harley... Riot. Pleasure to see you here. Well, I do wish that I could say it with a pleasure like last
3: time, but you rather screwed me. Did you know that the high stakes have, for twenty-five generations, been designed specifically to work at Riscotech Casino? And did you know that your little Heist! Cost me my job, and did you now know that I have nothing to live for? Well, aside from vengeance, of course.
1: With no other way out, our brave band of betting house bandits engaged in a bloody battle which saw the hapless boy Baccarat be dealt his final hand.
4: I'm gonna run up to him, cut off both of his hands, and then slide my short sword right in the middle of him and twist until he's down on the ground, and I notice one of his cards is down on the ground next to him, I pick it up and throw it in his face as he lies dying. Holy fuck! Oh, oh my god! Yes. Oh, oh
3: my, my god. god!
2: That was your most brutal kill yet. <laughs>
3: Don't cross oh. my bitch. <laughs> Boy Bakura like, tries to grasp the sword with his handless stumps as he sinks to his knees and he just says, Know your limit. Play to win it.
1: Ah, but the stakes, it seems, got too high for even Harley. Keen to avoid her croupier's calamitous fate, she negotiated her surrender with promises of future favors and vengeance exacted elsewhere.
3: I can be useful to you. I mean, really, you come into my house, you fuck up my entire career, and now you're trying to stop my glorious bid for vengeance and kill me. But... It can all be brushed under the rug
1: Finally through the teleportation circle And into the chill of the aptly named Cold Breaks The crew had no sooner made comfortable a withdrawing garbazine When they received another peculiar pit message
0: This just in, I'm floating again God, I hate the feeling of floating away Help me reach you Hurry,
3: give me a name Name Give me a name 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 us. Name us. Name
1: us. But their best guess went unrewarded as our puzzled party is told to... Try again next time. After a harrowing day of party hopping, our haggard heroes holed up in an icy cave, hoping for an uneventful rest. But it was not to be as Crater, Riot, and Celestine all slipped unconscious into the digital network where they each receive vexing visitations from the Arcana.
0: Now choose one. Past, present, or future? Past. Past. Yes. Well, for the first time, entities manifested outside of the Arcana's view and remained hidden, waiting for the fools to arrive. Now choose one. Past, Present, or future? Ah, uh, future. Surely you have failed the pull of both networks, right? Do you understand what this means? It means you may seek justice for us all.
4: Past, present,
2: or future?
3: Let's do the Present. The biggest secret being kept from you in the present is being kept by yourself. Your missing peace. the void—took a secret with it.
1: Though Crater Wayne knew the area well, our woeful wanderers were waylaid in the wintry wilds en route to the city of Midmoss and forced to navigate the secrets and illusions of the fabled and tabyrinth, which threatened to break the wills of Riot and Garbazine by opening old wounds inflicted by Skivinge. Uh, Alright guys, there's there's some sort of bullshit
2: illusion going on here. I know we're close to mid-boss, but I don't know which way to go here. I'm kind of all turned around.
3: And all around you, the ice fog has become the thickest you've seen it so far. Aside from this little spot right before you, that seems to be coming toward you, rather than you walking toward it. And you see, Skavinch, and Garbazine. Oh, Skavinch, my, my parts are so fucked up. My, my makers were poor. Hey, 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 baby, come on now. I've got you. Look, all we gotta do is just save up, and with a few more jobs, I'll hook you up with my mater, yeah? Get you. All symbiotic, eh? This is one of my fucking memories. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I, di- I didn't do this. I don't know what is taking this from me. I don't know why it's showing me this, but I
4: fucking hate it.
1: Ms. Raya, do you recognize the photo?
4: Yeah. So long ago. I was so young. We were both really young. And I'm unmodded. I don't know how the fuck he has this. I have no idea. I, don't, I didn't know this photo still existed. I, thought I deleted it off of everything. Were those the good times? In retrospect, I don't know if there ever really was a good time. But, um... Yeah, there were moments. Scavenge, as, as fucked up as he was later down the line, and during the whole thing, there was never a moment where he wasn't manipulating me or controlling me in some way, but I will always give him credit for helping me recognize my true desire to get modded, and he was the one that brought me to... Fixio for the first time. And, you know, that maybe that was one good time because, you know, it was, we were both going to be modded together just like we always wanted. We weren't the, I I wasn't the freak anymore. We'd found a family in each other and other kids working under Fairfax. We had um, purpose. And I felt whole. And I think I confused that for love, for him. Even when he treated me bad and when he hurt me. I saw it as my fault and and I found out later that my parents died in a freak accident and I felt nothing and I felt like that was my fault too. So I continued to hate myself and it took so long for me to get to a place where I didn't.
1: Before the fantastical phantabyrinth released our crew from its grasp, they were compelled into combat with an avatar of the Moon Arcana, whose crescent axe Crater carries and who, upon their victory, left our friends with a mysterious message.
3: To pierce the
1: illusion,
3: seek me out by my number.
1: What could it mean? Your guess, my dearest darlings, is as good as mine. Back to the task at hand, Crater led the crew to his old home of Midmoss, where our remarkably recognizable riot donned the formidable facade of one jim National, in hopes of keeping Scavinge's spies off the party's scent while they suss out any secrets that might aid them against the disasteroid leader. Topside.
0: Hey, Whoa there, you got an appointment? Uh... No, nah, nah, I'm just kidding. It's, uh... uh it's, uh, it's Boulder, right? Uh,
2: it's actually Crater now.
0: Oh, shit, shit. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Boulder. Welcome to, uh... Yeah, welcome to t- to Topside McScrew's little back couch, uh...
2: We're looking for some disastroids that may have been coming through town here. Have you heard anything about that?
0: Oh, disaster... Well, I see you walked in with one.
2: Yeah, th- this one garbage doesn't really count, though. Have you ever heard of someone named Scavenge?
0: Whoa. Now, what are you doing with Scavenge's name in your mouth?
2: We're looking for him. Oh, yeah? He uh, stole something from a friend of ours.
0: Well, uh, hmm, you're looking for him, huh? Listen, Scavenge is uh, purposefully not easy to find. He, he tends to keep himself very private.
2: That's the problem we're having.
0: I'm going to be straight with you. I don't know where Scavenge is. Nobody knows where Scavenge is. He doesn't tell anybody where Scavenge is going. Because he doesn't want them to know. He's a very private man. But, I was hearing some other things coming through the collegiate. I heard that old Scavenge is looking, uh, he came came back from his last job and looking to get a mod in a real hurry, okay? And he was in such a hurry that uh, he enlisted the help of a surgeon who uh, is particularly fast, but Often, uh, well, often fucks up.
1: Next to the Mid Mosque Grand Cog Library and Crater's oldest and dearest friend, the scrapper physician known as Pacemaker. While Garbazine maintained a low profile, Celestine and a still disguised riot did indeed seek out the moon Arcana's number in the library stacks of all places. And they uncovered some research that could provide insight into the perplexing PIP messages.
0: The paper is titled, Information and Emotion. What the Personal Information Port and the Dream and Digital Networks have in common.
1: PIP. So the PIP and the Dream and Digital Networks. Meanwhile, Crater and Pacemaker's sweet reunion was swiftly soured by an admission of abominable betrayal.
3: The choice that I was offered was to... Either let them put you under the knife with an untested surgeon or do it myself.
1: This ghastly revelation, our favorite steam androids' rage, boiled violently over. But Pacemaker's partner Snowshoe arrived on the scene just in time to dissipate the pressure of the situation.
5: You see a six-foot-tall man, about the same age as Pacemaker, actually. He's got a tight vest on that's made of a quilted material, pale in color, with no shirt, and trousers uh, with tons of pockets in it pushed into really tall really armored boots nice yeah there's bracelets uh on his arms his hair is uh adorned with some little hair ornaments but all braided back into one long braid that goes down to his waist and (laughs) his eyes are crinkled
1: in maybe anger or maybe just determination and Snowshoe used his considerable skills to provide Garbazine some relief from his addiction to the deadly scrapper drug known as Pig. An uneasy alliance was formed between our party and the perfidious pacemaker as Snowshoe revealed that he is in possession of both skills and information that could prove very useful in locating and getting the upper hand on Scavenge. A. Behaviour walks between
5: the networks, delivering information back and forth. That's what I am. Look, normally when you go inside the networks, you know how this works, right? You uh, do it unconsciously. Mm
1: -hmm.
5: Exactly. So, that means there's a place inside your brain that can take you there. It's always available to you. All I do is uh, do so consciously. I connect to the network purposefully instead of by accident.
2: Could we use that to somehow track down Scavenge?
5: <sighs> yes, especially if you happen to have his true name. They can be used there to hurt someone, which is the most common usage. In fact, I think the only one that people who are not like me know. But you can also use it to heal yourself or heal someone else.
3: We were thinking that we would leave the choice up to you. Heal yourself, heal someone else, or hurt someone.
1: This seem to suggest that there might be, I don't know... Life within the networks. Beings that that exist in these spaces that the Arcana cannot see. Of course there is. What? <laughs> what? I mean, I'm going to need some explanation to that. You just... Uh, uh, that didn't phase you one bit.
5: <laughs> there is a collective consciousness within the network. It's like your pips. Look, both of them have suffered. There is corruption within them that causes um, a dark sort of consciousness to arise. And also... People are within it all the time. You work it yourself. You, through the networks, are connected to anyone within your network. And possibly they connect to each other in ways I don't
1: understand. The skillful snowshoe led Celestine, Riot, and Crater voluntarily into the disorienting digital network in pursuit of the manifestation of scavenge that lay within But first, our intrepid adventurers must traverse the network's tiers. Initially, the information tier where a question can be asked and answered.
4: I'm going to ask, is Lux in cahoots
3: with Skavinch? The answer that fills you as you begin to fill with those fractal patterns that swirl all around you is a very simple one word, yes.
2: Is Pacemaker going to screw me
3: over again? And as the fractals begin to envelop you, Crater, you feel your answer come upon you. And the answer is, he would sooner die than hurt you
1: again. Why? Why have we been chosen?
3: And with the last few asking the question, and the fractals beginning to envelop you, and you uniformly all start to transition to the next tier, the calculation tier, Celestine, you get your answer and it makes it makes perfect sense, and yet it does not when you hear because you are the fools,
1: then to the calculation tier, where one runs the risk of losing their grasp on reality, and finally, the discovery tier where complex ideas await realization, it is here that our crew found their path to scavenge. A golden thread that led toward and through a deadly glitch in the network, hostile to our heroes and projecting images of old friends and foes.
3: What will first appeared to be like limbs or nodes protruding, it starts to like coalesce grotesquely and like manifests in two spots coming out of it in separate directions, one close to the magician, one close to snowshoe. Limbs, eyes, and hair in like this roiling, sickening scramble, but within moments you recognize the emergence of a humanoid form that's like a fuzzy static shadow that is moving independently from the glitch, but is tethered to it by some sort of digital umbilical cord. And it seems to be two versions of a very familiar person. One of them, Riot, you would recognize is a young scavenge. Mm.
0: You hear another voice come from this thing. This time it's J. Detective's voice. As it kind of like takes a little bit less damage than you thought it would, you hear J. J. Detective say, Did I mention I feel terrific?
1: The destruction of the glitch revealed our party's prey. But not how they expected to find him. This manifestation of Scavinge was young, afraid, full of self-doubt, and longing for riot. All those things the waking world Scavinge had locked away behind mods and practiced cruelty.
3: There's like a, a lens flare that passes in front. They sort of combine into one doppel, and... It's sort of midpoint between teenage years and, you know, riot years, scavenge. Seeing all of you surrounding him, he just kind of like curls up into a fetal position like he's trying to hide something. Go away! Don't look at me! And you do also notice that the golden thread is firmly attached to this doppelganger version
5: of scavenge. Oh my god. It's what he's hiding. His pain.
1: Overcome with uncustomary emotion, this pitiable projection willingly provided the party the very information they sought to procure.
5: He just placed his life in her hands. You were looking for a weakness? You found her.
1: In a response none could have expected, the ruthless riot showed rare mercy and chose to repair a part of scavenge he thought was lost... But in doing so, broke him in new ways.
4: I think I want to heal
3: his mind. Go up to him and take the golden thread where it leads into his chest. And with a mighty sort of whip, you kind of pull it, drag it upwards until it's centered through his head instead. And in order to heal him, you take the other end of the golden thread and you plunge it into yourself. And your hand goes through your chest and you can feel it connecting with your heart. And as you forge this bond, you can tell what Skivinj has been doing to his mind in the real world. He has been blocking off access to basic human emotions. He has been blocking off access to fear. He has been blocking off access to guilt. One by one, all of these useless to him emotions have been blocked. And you can see the final thing that he was going to block. The one thing he held on to all this time. And it's you, Riot. Would you like to open the floodgates? Yes. And so
1: you do. There is, however, no time to savor this triumph as bad news awaited the crew upon their return to the waking world.
3: I'm sorry to all of you. I, I, I You know, I, I look away for one minute. You are gone for an hour. I close my eyes. I, I open them and... well. And he gestures over at Garbazine's bed, Garbazine's
1: empty bed. Their numbers down by one Garbazine, but up by a pacemaker. Our friends set out again into the tundra to find and finish the physical form of the still formidable scavenge
3: basically my suggestion is we go straight to the creation point
1: yeah what are we going to find at the creation point why are we headed there
3: well i uh unfortunately have a bit of a business relationship with the tutor at that point it is essentially the stop-off at which goods are trafficked and if scavenge was headed into the grove he almost definitely stopped off at this creation point and had a trade-off let's say with the
1: tutor on the way another visitation from the Arcana this one in person and just for riot this
4: is so fucked up
3: don't (sighs) you want to hear what i'm offering in return yeah what are you offering in return what could you possibly offer in return power riot power to influence others influence them together to serve me i promise you a rebuke that is hellish I promise you the ability to hex your enemies. And if that's not enough, I might be able to help your old friend Teaspoon out of her agreement.
1: Upon arriving at the creation point, Crater, Riot, and Pacemaker drove a hard bargain with Tudor Birch.
2: You're going to take a thousand gold pieces and tell us exactly where Scavenge is. And then you're going to take another 500 gold pieces, and you're not going to tell them that we asked you.
3: All right. Well, first of all, I don't get out of bed for less than 2k. Seventeen.
1: And he, in turn, provided our insightful interrogators with some extremely reliable information on Scavenger's whereabouts.
2: Tutor, can I can I just say it's been really nice just to be straight with somebody for once it's been a pleasure
4: you're great to work with <laughs> it,
2: yeah it, it's. it seems like everybody that we meet we have to do this whole back and forth for three episodes before we can finally trust somebody yeah and who knew that just giving
1: somebody all the money that you have <laughs> was the way to get on someone's good side meanwhile the young mr wanderoff sought out the creation point server in hopes that connecting with it might reveal some of the past that was lost to him where am i <laughs>
3: That's really impressive. Your, your maker must have custom-made your language processor. Just marvelous. Where, where are you? Well, um, this is where I practice. And she gestures to her piano.
1: And who, who are you?
3: Well, my, my gifted name is Quintessa Sombra. Quintessa for what is expected of me, and Sombra, Sombra for how I feel about it. But you can call me Sombra.
1: Can you take me to my maker?
3: (laughs) Why? Why on earth would I do that? I would never interrupt one of my maker's conversations with yours.
1: Your maker and my maker know each other.
3: Naturally.
0: Celestine, you suddenly remember something about her. And it's just that you adore her. You care for her so much. And in this moment, that thought fills you as you have one moment left to say something to her before you get pulled away.
1: How do I find you again?
3: You'll be able to find me as long as you remember my name. Hey, do you want to hear something I've been working on?
1: Yes, I do. Yes, I do very much.
3: You're the first one to hear it.
1: Oh, please play.
3: You can tell that it's sort of a work in progress. She plucks away and starts to hum. Mm Mmm. Mmm.
1: setting out to the destination supplied by Tudor Birch, Crater and Riot discover a veritable horde of pilfered android parts awaiting distribution and liberate some of these illicit items, only to later realize that they bear a mark familiar to Riot, or at least it would be familiar, if she could see it.
3: After the lockpick that Riot made on her box, there is a symbol that has appeared on the side of it. It is of two cups pouring liquid into each other.
2: Hey, the box there. What about it? Do you see that? See what? Uh, Like those symbols that are on the side there? Uh, Symbols? It's a, it's a plain
4: box. What are you talking about?
2: You don't what?
4: No, I don't. I don't. I don't see any symbols. Are you joking? I don't.
2: Dude right right there there's the the two two cups i'm putting my finger on the box right where the symbol is
4: crater there's nothing there of course you
0: know of a symbol of two cups one flowing into each other you've seen it many times uh you most recently saw it as like an amulet or a talisman around lux's
4: neck oh Oh, shit guy who it's lux
1: like lux booker like Lux lux booker
4: the fucking curationist looks.
1: Like your agent looks?
4: Like my fucking agent.
1: Undeterred by the babblings of a bizarre boat salesman,
4: my name
0: is Old Fox Swearington.
1: <laughs> Old, Old Fox? Fox?
2: <laughs> Swearington. Oh <my> God.
5: <laughs>
1: Our crew procured a watercraft and proceeded to the processing facility in Cransimon Grove. However, Riot, Celestine, Crater, and Pacemaker found themselves betrayed by Birch, who had directed them to an abandoned building. Well, almost abandoned.
3: Crater and Riot, you both kind of hear sort of like a little like... (gasps) Like a sniffling coming from this building's mechanical penthouse.
0: And you see a person, just one, and... There's something a little strange about them. Um, They seem to be somewhat see-through. And as you take a better look, you start to realize that this is a ghost. And you know that because you've run into a few ghosts uh, in your time in the cold breaks.
4: Are you okay? Like,
3: why why are you crying? I'm crying because they, like, take their hand and, like, roll down their sleeve and hold their hand up to you as if... To give you the middle finger but you can see that their middle finger is missing and they're like i'm i'm here to avenge this who did this
4: to you scavenge scavenge that's who we're after yeah you and everybody
3: else i seen recently
4: who were you
3: my name is chagrin and i was a scrapper and i just you know i just wanted to like i just wanted to be cool and like have a cool life and be a badass and be part of a club, you know? And I barely even got to get started. Skivin fucking took my finger.
4: And did and killed you as well? Yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, You fucking killed me. The finger's really the focal point here. Listen, we can help you. We can help you avenge your finger. Yeah? If you help us. <laughs> can you try to help us find Skivin <laughs> right now? Well,
1: maybe, but you, you got to promise to bury the finger with the rest of me. With the clock ticking and few options left our friends put their faith in the ghost of young chagrin who did indeed lead them to a disasteroid encampment a very populated encampment while an invisible crater Wayne scouted the area, Riot and Celestine stealthily infiltrated the camp and discovered something they thought lost.
0: Celestine, you just hear a little bit of movement coming from inside one of the trunks of the owl.
1: I'm just gonna go over it.
0: You open it and you see a passed-out Garbazine who must have just shifted in here and you just barely heard it.
1: And finally, at long last. Crater spotted their quarry.
0: Crater, you watch as this owl rolls out from behind the main lodging, the opposite direction that you came so you didn't see it hiding behind there, and you see it wheels out and starts to whir and start up so that it's getting ready to fly, and there is one person inside of it, and you hear him say,
4: All right, Disasteroids.
3: Surgery's done. Time to fuck off. Get ready for the last stand.
1: fate have in store for our crafty crew? Will they prove victorious over the vicious scavenge and bring justice to those he has injured? Or will the devious disasteroid deal them another defeat and dissect their parts to augment his own abilities? There is, my dearest darlings, only one way to find out.